Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast, and I am here with my co-host, Ali Stagnita. Welcome, Ali. Hi. And our silent producer, Nick. And he's silent. <laughs> And we are very excited to welcome here today somebody who can really help you as well as all of the people that he has helped over numerous seasons and is about to help on the premiere of The Biggest Loser. Welcome, Bob Harper. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for coming. And he's returning this year as a host. That's correct. Of I'm Biggest the host. Loser. Yeah, not, not a trainer anymore. Even though, like, you were... You know, back in the day. Yeah, you know, it was a real adjustment for me because uh, I tend to be a what I like to say a control enthusiast. <laughs> I like That's to tell nice people. I like we're, to we're tell people what to do. We're going to use that term from now on. Yeah, and uh, but then I did. I got to approach this job in a completely different way, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't have to worry about all the competition aspects of it. It was just me working with both teams on. Um, Uh, on kind of like why they were overweight in the first place, issues that they've been going through. We did these support groups every week, which I found to be very, very inspirational. Support groups for the contestants? Support groups for the contestants. So every single week they would just come into a room and we would all just talk about what it is we're going through. How are you feeling today? Just that simple of a question could spark so much interesting conversation. And I really do believe uh, it not only helped them in the process, but it's going to help the viewer because they're going to be able to see someone that they're going to relate to. Well, and doesn't, when it comes to weight loss, I mean, and you can speak to this more, isn't it very mental? I mean, you can't really make the change within yourself until you change this. Like you have to want to lose the weight and to make the changes to your life. Absolutely. That are necessary. The getting down to the um you know the the basics of it all, you have to start watching what you eat. You have to start um moving around a little bit more, finding an exercise that you like to do. But it the losing the weight's the easiest part. It's keeping it off. It's it's making that actual lifestyle change that also involves your surroundings. You can't do this on your own. That's why weight loss tends to be a huge business first and foremost, but also it um, it's such a struggle for so many people. Approximately 80% of people that lose weight gain it all back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, finding out ways that you can really sustain. And that's what we're trying to do this season. So it's a new network, uh-huh. USA. You are on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Correct. And with the new network and with you now as host, there have been changes to the show. And aren't these related to the fact that just what you were saying, that it is hard to to keep the weight off. It's almost harder to do that than lose it. Yeah, I think that um, people are so quick to um, think that they have all the answers. 
like, well, this is this is why X, Y, and Z. If they've gained all their weight back, and like it, when you deal with weight loss, it's so controversial anyway. So what we really wanted to do was just like, okay, we're going to make sure that every contestant that comes in asking for help, we're going to give them all the tools that they can possibly need. At the end of the day, you've got to be able to pick up what I'm offering you, or it's never going to work. Right. And that's the mental aspect of it too. You have to want it. You can't just want it for them. I can want it for you all day long, but if you don't want it, it's never going to work because, and that's why I think it's really important to have people around you that are helping you, especially with something like weight loss, because it is so hard. And there is the little, you know, the little voices in your head that are just trying to just knock you down every minute of the day and having those people around that you can just go, I need help. It's like, that's a big thing. And it's something that I've really tried to teach um, the contestants on this reboot because I found myself in the exact same situation after my heart attack. It's like being, asking for help is one of the hardest things for um, a lot of people to, um, to do. Now, in terms of the, the actual process, um, aren't you like literally when it's finished setting them up with uh, gym memberships and they get uh, a gym membership, they get a, a nutritionist, they get a, a support group in their hometown. Uh, also, when uh, you are on a show like Biggest Loser, you get really attached to the contestants. Um, you you got their support. You know, they become they 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 get a special bond with one another. And 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 what about you? Do they get to call you or they get to email you and go, I, I don't know what I, you know, I can't cope with this or I'm falling back. Will you be hearing from them? Uh, well, I'm definitely be hearing from them, especially the way, the way social media is now. It's like <laughs> yeah. being able to uh, reach out. I mean, it's like you just you want to be able to help them as much as you want to be able to help them as much as they you can. But you also want them to work on their accountability because I've uh, I've seen throughout the years working on uh, many kinds of diets and uh, and different plans when they say that the diet doesn't work. Well, is the diet not working or are you um, just not following it the way that you used to? Now, what kind of diet and what kind of exercise program are you putting your contestants on this year? Well, um, luckily, uh, being the host, I'm yeah. not in that job um, anymore. <laughs> it's like it's their uh, it's their job. And like I told the trainers that I was going to be there for them in any way to help them. I also wanted them to kind of learn for themselves it, because in this business, in the health business, you know, it's ever changing and ever evolving. So I really wanted to see what their approach was, what they were going to do. And because when I did it in the, you know, a million years ago, uh, I didn't have anyone there for me. I figured it out, and I felt like uh, it was a great learning experience. So uh, it was it, it was exciting to see what they brought. And when you you did obviously return as or come into this as a host, um, did you miss the training aspect of it all, or were you like? I am loving this hosting gig. <laughs> um, there was a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I really love the hosting yeah. gig. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's not all that pressure because that training job, it is on camera and off. It's oh, all yeah. the time. It's constant supervision. It's, it's, it's being there. And I mean, it's, it's exhausting. Well, and it's also, you've got to be careful too, because you can't just 
you know, throw people who are quite overweight yeah. and who had been sedentary into doing all kinds of exercise. Like you have to ramp it up gradually, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. What I've learned in all my years too is like our bodies are very resilient. Our bodies can handle yes. more than we um, think that they can handle at times. And uh, and your body can adapt quickly. It's, um, it's interesting because it's like one thing that I've um, kind of experienced is our, all of our bodies want to be healthy. So as soon as you start giving the body um, what it needs, it's going to start giving you what you want. So you find that people ramp up pretty quickly to improve their ability to uh, go to go longer, to go hor- harder at their exercise. Yeah, and and what we're really trying to um, talk about in this reboot that it's not just about like okay, we're going into the gym and it's going to be all these crazy crazy workouts. We really want to uh, approach the nutritional aspect, which I believe is the most important. Mm-hmm. You know, really? you cannot. Uh, I believe uh, that it is well over half of the battle. You have to cons- you have to really watch what you're consuming, then exercise, then you manage your stress, then you find um, you're getting proper amounts of sleep. It's those are the pillars in my opinion of a healthy lifestyle. You can't just beat all the the bad choices you make um, when you eat out in the gym. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. Abs are made in the kitchen. That's right. And the older we get, uh, which is really oh, annoying, the older yes. you get, like you can't do the things that you did in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s when you're in your 50s. Like you've got to like consume less calories. Your body's, uh, or, you know, the metabolism slows down in that aspect. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things. That's why it's like it's ever changing. And, you know, it's annoying. It's annoying <laughs> that like I have to think about this all the time, mm-hmm. but I do. And so on the show, um, you're you're not in charge of the diet, but what what did you see? Like what was being put out there, or what were the contestants being encouraged to do? And when you say that it's you know the abs are made in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and that it's more than half um, in importance what you eat, what are you? is the show recommending on The Biggest Loser? We're trying to get people going back to eating real and whole foods again, trying to stay away from all the highly processed foods. You know, there are so many great diets that are out there. And I've always said that if you find a diet that you can sustain, that your doctors agree with, then I'm all for it. Um, But I think that, like, for us, what we really tried to do is, like, approach it from just eating Going back to eating real and whole foods again, and uh, and I think that's the common denominator um, of the whole eating plan of loser. So cut out all the junk food, which we know it's like, yeah. and it's one of those things. Like I was just talking um, earlier today about you know the importance of you know stress management, right, and like how that can affect your weight. And it's like, I know this, I've been in this business for a long time. I know, but like, it's one of these things, it bears repeating people, you know, just like you said, don't eat the, don't eat the junk food. Don't eat those things. It's like, don't eat the things that you know, you're not supposed to. Like I'm, should not eat a bag of Oreos. Right. But people do anyway. Yes. I thought you, you were going to say, like, but I do. Anyway. I don't actually. I am pretty, I, I recently lost 25 pounds. So I am wow, like. Wow, Allie, that's amazing. Yeah, since July. So I'm like pretty regimented. How'd you do days. it? Um, I use, I started with F factor. So I increased. What's that? Um, it's a high fiber, high protein uh, diet. And so I implemented more fiber into my diet, drank uh-huh. more water. 
Um, I actually, I was only working out like two to three times a week when I first started it because I really wanted to get the food thing down and then uh-huh. started doing more cardio and weightlifting oh, in like you. October. Well, you look great. Thank you. Yeah, you yeah and all of that is great for your body. Yeah, but just figuring it out. Now, what do you say, um, Bob, to the the former contestants that some of whom have, have who lost a ton of weight on the, on the show and then have talked about how much they've gained back. Mm-hmm. Do you know, have any of them been able to lose it again? What kind of advice they got? Like, do you know what's happened? I mean, what I know is just from talking about uh, weight loss in general, how difficult it is. It's so difficult to sustain because your body, especially if you've been overweight for such a long time, your body wants to go back to that place. Yeah. And it is fighting it tooth and nail every single day. I could tell you about um, a good friend of mine. Her name is Olivia Ward. She uh, was like season 11 winner of our show. It was because her husband got on board with um, the way that she was going to have to live. She changed her uh, whole job and career. She's like a fabulous soul cycle instructor living in Atlanta, Georgia now. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, she had to change everything. So the point is, like, she's winning this battle, but she knows that she has to think about it every single day. And um, I think that people get to that point, as with any kind of diet, they're just like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm bored with the way that I'm eating. You know, it's like all these different excuses. And, you know, nobody gets a free ride when it comes to, to this subject matter. It's really, really difficult. And when you're dealing with your body that's just like, you know, tapping you on the shoulder, and just being like trying to, I'm hungry, feed me, I'm hungry, feed me. What do you do to change that habit? Because to, the only way I think that you can change uh, a habit is to um, replace it with another habit. So what do you do when you're going through those big time struggles? And it's hard. Yeah, no, it's really hard. And is, do you think, is it really true that your metabolism changes, like slows down when you diet, you, when you consume fewer calories? Your, I mean, definitely your body, your metabolism, my metabolism, my metabolism has changed since my twenties, thirties. We, we all have to deal with the same thing. I can't eat the same amount of food that I did in my twenties or thirties, because if I do, I'm going to gain weight. It's like, you know, our bodies start to slow down. You've got to figure out ways that you can address that. And it it's really hard with people that have gained a lot of weight for all these years and their metabolism starts to slow down. I'm not a doctor. I don't have it all figured out. I just know from like the life experiences that I've had working with all the contestants that I have for so many years. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, kind of moving into your own personal journey, um, you know, you can be as healthy as ever. You can work out every day. You Mm -hmm. can eat right, but you're not safe. You had a massive heart attack. I did. I had a heart attack and went into cardiac arrest. And uh, it's... And didn't you... Weren't you actually clinically dead? Yeah, for about nine minutes. What? How are you here? <laughs> that's, you know, that's what exactly what Dr. Oz said to me when he... Um, Nine minutes. He looked at my file and paperwork and was just like... And and people will say, oh, you were so healthy before. You know, this is why. And I was like, no. The only reason why I'm here talking with you is because there was someone in that gym that day that had the persistence 
to continue to perform CPR on me. And um, there was an AED in the gym also. An AED. Is that uh, the defibrillator? The, the, the defibrillators. Yes. And like and when, they, defib- they put it on you. Yes. And people get so afraid. They're like, I'm going to hurt someone. Listen, when, they're, when I was down on the ground, I was dead on the ground right there. And so what like, happened? You were in the gym. I was in the gym out, working out. And then suddenly you collapsed. I, and suddenly I just went down. I don't, I don't remember any of this because I don't remember that day at all. Even to this day, I don't remember it. I woke up two days later in a hospital being told what had happened to me. But um, so I think that it's it's really important. It's important for all of us to know CPR. And the person in the gym who kept doing the CPR, they revived they revived you. Yes, it was what I saw was um, it was there were people trying to perform CPR on me that uh, from from what his perspective was. Again, I wasn't there. His perspective is like uh, he came down, saw what was going on. He was a doctor. There was an actual doctor in the house, and. Uh, he said, when I came down and I saw what was going on, he was like, I saw Bob Harper laying down on the ground, already turned blue. So he's trying to revive me. The AED wouldn't go off because the AEDs won't go off if you're in a systole. If you're just like, there was no, my heart was not was not going. So it was his persistence of um, performing CPR that got some sort of electricity. You know, the, the AEDs finally went off, but, and then it was the um, the help of the, paramedics that finally got there that had their big huge defibrillators that you know evidently shocked me completely levitated me off the ground wow and your and your heartbeat started again yes well i mean clearly there was some kind of divine intervention because i mean you came through you didn't have not brain damaged you're alive yeah that's they were really my um, friends that were all there Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The, the those next 48 hours were really really difficult because they were like okay is he gonna survive this because they had to put me in this coma on ice because the doctors didn't know how long my brain right. was without oxygen right. so when they found out that I was gonna survive this then it was like is am I gonna be the same person right. so um, there is a funny little story on this that I'll share with you that I don't share with many people one of my best friends her name is uh, Kate she was there and uh as we're sitting there, and like I had this short-term memory, and I was kept repeating the same thing over and over again. And when was this? The uh, short-term memory. Uh, this was like when I came out of the coma, and uh, they were just kind of like figuring me out what was going on. But it was like maybe a day or so later that um, I'm with Kate, and at one point I look down and I see the boots that she's wearing, and I was just like, "Those were the boots that you chose to wear coming to the hospital to see me." <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah," and I went. I would have chosen a motorcycle boot. And that's when she started laughing and crying at the same time. She was like, she was like, he's back, y'all. He's back. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Do you you have no memory? Like it wasn't like you remember going to heaven or anything. No, I don't. Like the I remember being in um, a little restaurant in the West Village uh, with friends of mine on that Saturday night, and we were talking about 
getting together for our workout. It's like, okay, so I'll see you then. And, you know, I went home and... Next thing you knew, you yeah. were wondering yeah, about like, her did boots. Did you, like, not yeah. feel good that day or anything? Like, did, could you... F- you you uh, felt fine? Like, all I could think about was, like, I I have a dog. I have two now, but at the time I only had one, Carl. Um, and Dogs. Like, dogs. Yeah. Uh, they're my life. But... Um, I had to get up. I had to walk Carl. I took him to the gym with me. You know, all these things like my routine happened. I just don't remember of it, any of it. It was when my friend said, you really complained. You were complaining about like not feeling well. You were like feeling saying you were feeling a little dizzy. And in the middle of the workout, he said that I laid down and rolled onto my side. Wow. And that's when he was just like, something's up. And this, and so this happened in New York City. Did in Chelsea. Wow. Well, this is scary because we live in New York City, and it took that long for the paramedics to get there. They got there really. I mean, uh, relatively speaking, yeah, they like got there minutes. really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess not too bad, but still, we want them faster. I mean, I. You know what you want? You want people around you that know how yeah, to perform you want a CPR. At the gym. And, yeah, and you also want to make sure that not only do you know how to do CPR, but you go in with the diligence of like, I'm going to break this person's um, rib cage because yeah. that's what you want. Like, I since my heart attack, I do have this thing, and I still have it of like any situation I'm in. I look around and I'm, I'm thinking, who is the person that's going to step up if mm-hmm. I go down again? And I think about that. All the time. So, do you know how to do CPR now? Of course, I know how to do CPR. I know. And I got you, just so you know. (laughs) Just so you know. Break my ribs. I will. I will break your ribs. Um, I know it's a really hard thing to, after surviving a heart attack, um, because you kind of have this like weird battle with your body. Like you, you gave up on, you kind of feel like you gave up on me. Like it's that weird soul body thing. You, you're exactly right. That's what I went through because all my doctors were very much about the physical, right? Blood pressure, uh, you know, heart rate, you know, all those things, which are so important. But um, I had one doctor that um, really went to the the emotional side of it. Uh, And he said to me, he was like, if you could say anything to your heart, what would it be? And it was that. It was like, why did you give up on me? And the the emotional struggle that I went through because I was the workout guy. I was the exactly. one that you I was the one that you were gonna come to and I was to gonna prevent a heart I attack. was gonna fix you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was really good at it. And uh, all of a sudden I was in a place where I was having to ask for help. I was going through a serious identity crisis. I didn't know who I yeah. was. And uh, it was I'm a, sure because you felt infallible and you felt like this is your area of expertise. Yeah. I remember like cause the gym was always my place that was my happy place. It's where I was like made all my friends. It was the place that I relieved all my stress. And all of a sudden it got to where I was like, I couldn't go into a gym without having a panic attack. Oh, I bet. I was like, my heart rate's going up. And that scared the crap out of me. Now, what did you find out the cause? It was a genetic issue that I had. And uh, there's uh, there's something called LP little a, lipoprotein A. and uh, It's a simple cholesterol test that... Ed- Everyone should get. No one knows about yes, this. Yes, my dad got it and made all of his friends go get it. Yeah, Li- yeah. let's say that. Let's say that again. Lipo protein, protein 
A. A. Little A. LP Little A. Just know that. LP Little A for everybody out there who's listening. Yeah. And uh, it's a simple little test that you can find out um, if you have an issue with it. And uh, and then you can uh, work accordingly. Yeah. And so do you now, did you have to have any surgery? Do you take medication? I definitely take medication. I, um, I had two stents put into my heart. Uh, Another funny thing, uh, my assistant who's worked with me forever, um, she was trying to get to the hospital and because uh, normally with the with getting the stents, they would go in laparoscopically through your wrist. I have these bracelets that I've <laughs> kept on for forever and they don't know how to they didn't know how to take them off. So they had to go through my groin on one. <laughs> uh, and then she finally gets there and they were just like. How do we get these off? And she was she knows how to do it uh, really quickly. And so then the second stent went through. Wow, I um, thought they would have just taken like cutters. Well, thank you. God they didn't. I will say this. <laughs> well, you I know, will. emergency. I mean, this is a <laughs> vintage Van Cleef and Arpel. I would be really <laughs> upset if that would have happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> bury me in. Them. I mean, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been fine. But I was very happy that they didn't cut them. <laughs> so with the stents and the medication, does that lower your risk now down to no like uh, uh, well I mean definitely but also it's um I had to completely change the way that I work out I have to change my diet I have to change um the way that I eat how I manage stress you know all those things because what I want to be make sure that I'm doing is um doing everything I can to stack the deck in my favor so I could be uh so I could prevent in any way that I could of having another heart attack because I don't want to have another no, one. No, <laughs> and we don't want you to have one. And I think that, too, like, in addition to just, like, the contrast between body and, you know, your mind and it being upset with, you know, your heart, mm-hmm. I think you also kind of think about, too, like, is it going to happen again? Like, it's every day. You're like, it's like imminent I dread. I, in the beginning, I couldn't be alone. Like, yeah. my, um, well, he was my then boyfriend, now fiance, um, he was there. She was there. Like, people would... They made sure that I was not alone because I was afraid to be alone. They were afraid. If I would have been alone when I had the heart attack, again, wouldn't be here. Right, right. And does your fiancé now know CPR? Yes, he does. And your assistant? Yes. Oh. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. Talk about, like, the person in uh, the room that I would uh, always pick. It's always going to be her because I think that she has a lot of pent-up anger for me. Ah! And I know that that she, (laughs) that little skinny girl over there would just, like, she would happily go in and be like this. Everyone get out of the way. Boom. She (laughs) She would take care of it. Um, and how have you changed your diet and your workouts? Since um, this? My diet is um, much more balanced. It's much more. Uh, it, it is low fat. I do try to lean more toward plant based. I am not completely um, vegan or vegetarian, but um, you know, I I just try to eat as cleanly as possible. And that's why I really. Rela- I said earlier that I relate to the Biggest Loser contestants, and since then more than ever because having to make all these changes, starting at square one, going from being able to be like, do the craziest CrossFit workouts in the world to only walk, being able to walk around a block um, in my neighborhood without being winded. I realized that all the choices that I make on a daily basis now aren't just about me. They're about the people that were there for me. So it's like those times where I get annoyed and I'm like, or bored or tired. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, let me just eat whatever I want. I want to eat a burger, you know, 
why can't I? It's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I really tried to teach the contestants, the contestants um, on the show this season. It's like your choices affect the people around you. And if you can start to think, because I think it's kind of a different approach. It's like, because I believe that we should all take care of ourselves, but we take care of ourselves for the people around us, for the people that love us, for your friends, for your family, for for everyone. So it's like trying to think in broader terms. And can you still do cardio? Yes, absolutely. And again, going back to trusting my heart again, because that's what you've talked about on a a couple of different um, questions, which I really appreciate. Um, I can do cardio. I was afraid to do cardio. You know, I was afraid to get my heart rate up. And that's why I had to change the way that I worked out. Like, I don't feel I'm turning 55 this year. I don't feel the need to do those crazy extreme workouts that I used to do. But with that said, I do um, hot yoga and it's very, the the type of yoga that I do is very rigid and it's hard and the room is hot. And there are times where like these, these movements where you're not jumping around, my heart rate is just like way up there. And, you know, it's like I walk out after 90 minutes and I am just like spent in the best possible way. So I get the extreme, but in a completely different way. And now you you mentioned your fiance. Are there wedding plans? I've been in Santa Fe working for the past um, three months. So I was really trying to plan. It was going to be because if I wouldn't have been there, it would have been around like, you know, this time, February. But I just haven't had a chance to. So we're going to plan. I want it to be, you know. I want to win. I want it to be the winter. I want it to be in New York. Uh, so oh, we might, really? Yeah. A winter wedding in New York? I want a winter wedding in New York. Why is that? Uh, I have this idea of um, an opera in my head, mm. like creating this kind of opera moment. Because what I here's what I don't want. You want to hear what I don't <laughs> yeah, want? Yeah, let's hear what you don't want. I don't need or want to walk down an aisle. I don't need to follow those kind of like. Um, guidelines, rules, whatever. Like, I don't need any of that. It's about me with him and like the dogs and the the most special people that, that we love and care about. Like, I don't have those rules of, um, well, we have to invite so-and-so the uncle and the aunt like this. I don't know them. (laughs) I'm not like, it's not about, and I don't have any problem, um, saying that, (laughs) control enthusiast again (laughs) but um i don't know so i I think about like kind of having that kind of like dramatic moment but then with that said it starts to get to be too much and then i think you know what why don't we just elope yeah why don't we elope and (laughs) have a great and and have like a a great dinner party again like not need i don't need that attention like you know and he doesn't care about like attention like that so and so if you want to wait though for winter does that mean you have to wait a whole other year which makes me go you know i don't know if i can uh uh, if i want to Mm -hmm. i don't know if i want to but like i was the guy i never wanted to get married like i never wanted to get married and we've been together for like over six years and i finally like i had this thing in a hot yoga class (laughs) i was in la and i had this moment where i went you know what why not? Because I kept thinking, like, you know, all these things, like, what if it doesn't work out? And, you know, and I'm like, who cares? Like, after the heart attack, don't sweat the big things. Don't sweat right. the small things. And I was like, I don't care. I came back. I sat with it for a while. I talked to my best friend in, um, in L.A. And I was like, I'm feeling this right now. And she was like, well, sit with it and see, see where you are. So I sat with it for a few weeks and then um, came back and 
It's like one day I looked at him and I went, I want to get married. His response, to who? (laughs) 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 To who? So your heart attack made you reevaluate. Completely. It really did. And like he was there. Every I start to get emotional, like because like he he was there every step of the way. He was in that hospital room every single night. You know they they had these shifts. Like she was the daytime shift, he was the nighttime shift, and like it was, it was just they were always there for me, and he was he was there. And listen, that is dedication because in hospital rooms, they like barely, they don't even give you a cot sometimes. Like I know, you're sleeping like my in a nurse, chair. Yeah, my nurses, they were really good. Okay. What I learned was um, as soon as I would get to sleep, because he was in this chair, it was a nice big lounge chair, but like they said that the nurses would come and get him and just be like, okay, he's asleep. You can go late. They, 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 they had a bed for him. Mm. Okay, good. That's I didn't know about nice. that until um, later uh, later down the road. Like, you left me in the <laughs> middle of the night. You left me. I knew <laughs> it was never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've really, you've been through so much. We are so happy that you are healthy. You look wonderful. Thank you. And that you are happy and that uh, you are getting married. Yeah, and yeah. that you are, you know, there to guide the the contestants this season on The Biggest Loser in a yeah. different role, but one that I think is really fitting for you. Yeah, I'm really excited about this reboot. It's a, it's a beautiful group of people. Well, everybody, you've got to tune in to The Biggest Loser Tuesday, January 28th. That's the premiere date at 9 p.m. on USA Network. Yeah. And then every Tuesday after that yeah. with Bob Harper. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. in, Bob. It was wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much, both Thank of you. Thank you for coming I in. I appreciate it.